Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Adiola Depot here. Thank you so much for downloading Fight Night Extra. Remember, we're here every single Tuesday live on TalkSport to myself and the great Gareth A. Davis. If you can't join us live, remember to subscribe to the Fight Night podcast channel. So much other great content there as well, such as Fight Night, Fight of My Life, and even the Mike Tyson story, The Boy from Brownsville. This is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2. Good evening, if you love your boxing and you love your MMA, then obviously this is the show for you. Final Extra, where myself and the great Gareth A. Davis will bring you all the latest from the world of combat sports. And boy, oh boy, we've got a show for you this evening. We're going to recap an incredible night of upsets in Sheffield as both Kid Galahad and Terry Harper lost their world titles in controversial, controversial, not even controversial, sorry, fantastic fashion. WBA featherweight champion Lee Wood will join us to discuss his upcoming fight with Michael Conlon and we'll get his take on Kiko Martinez win this weekend. Lee Wood was in the studio for the zone. He watched the fights. He saw exactly what happened. We'll also be joined live by Liam Williams to discuss his upcoming fight. Massive fight this one. I got Chris Eubank Jr. December 11th and we're going to discuss the latest from MMA as well. Leon Edwards had a fight cancelled yet again. Cyborg does what Cyborg does. Dominant in Bellator and Conor McGregor and Chel Sonnen exchange insults on social media. Don't go anywhere. Busy show this evening. This is Fine Extra on TalkSport 2. Galahad here making the first defense of his hard-won IBF featherweight title. When you look at this stylistically, will it be the ball versus the Matador? Harper defending her WBC super featherweight title. Oh! Oh, and a big overhand right from Kiko Martinez. And suddenly the man who said at 35 he was still capable of winning a world title has produced a dramatic comeback here. Harper at the end of this contest but she walks onto her right hand and she stands virtually stock still in the centre of the ring and referee Mark Lyson decides that Terry Harper has to be saved from further punishment. Everything had gone the way of Kid Galahad across the first four rounds until a highlight reel right hand and another one and this time it is all over. Two pinpoint right hands and Alicia Baumgartner of the United States is now the WBC super featherweight champion and the reign the short reign of Kid Galahad as the world featherweight champion is over Marcus McDonald's having a look as you can he's stopped it has the night of his life here in the Madison Square Garden what a victory and his dreams have come 
through at Vicam. Maybe the shame will open your eyes, come around like a shockwave. Yeah, it certainly was a shockwave, a massive shockwave in Sheffield on the weekend. I was there, and I have to be honest with you, when that card was first announced, it was, you know, a lukewarm reception to it. It was like, Okiko Martinez is 35. Every time he stepped up at world level, yes, he was a former Super Bantamweight champion, but every time he stepped up, he's lost. That's true. It's a true fact. Some of those decisions have been a bit controversial. The Zelfa Barrett one springs to mind, but he's lost. And Baumgardner, not a lot of people knew too much about Baumgardner. They really didn't. They know about her now. So, yeah, it was a shock. Let's welcome in the great Gareth A. Davis, who joins us now. Gareth, great to have you Great to have you back. Uh, we missed you last week. You'll be here now. Gareth, quick question to start off. Look, you've covered the sport of boxing for many, many years. Um, has there ever been two world title defeats on the same card and upsets in a British ring before? Well, of this we... era, anyway, at least. <laughs> now you're asking me, I'd have to look back in the record back books for that. I'll try and check it out as we go along mm. on the show. But I can't remember a night when two visitors from overseas mm. caused such a dramatic turn of events. Um, you know, Terry Harper, like you say, Alicia Baumgardner. Um, I think we didn't know what Terry Harper uh, was going to be like after two hand surgeries in a year out. Agreed. Uh, back at the arena where, of course, she won the world title. Um, and also the the Galahad knockouts, Kid Galahad, Barry Awards knockout, just came out of the blue. But what it shows is the tenacity and terror that uh, fighters, when they really bring it, can deliver. And Kiko Martinez, you know, over 50 fights as a veteran, really proved that he is still a force to be reckoned with. And um, I know we'll talk about that in great length in the next segment, but it was extraordinary. And you know what? It's so mm. busy, Addy, in boxing at the moment. You didn't mention Terence Crawford oh, and Sean God. Porter fighting for the world welterweight title. This. Look at this. I on Saturday night. I, I, as well. I, 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 I can only apologize to both. I can't believe I've just missed it out. And that's that's a crazy one as well because look, Sean, we know Sean will go up against anyone, a dog. I mean Eventually, I think we'll look back at Sean's career and think, what an incredible career. And Terence Crawford needs that that A-list win, doesn't he, against a live A-list opponent. And you're right, it's going to be a fantastic fight on the weekend. Uh, we've got a busy show. We've got Lee Wood waiting in the wings to speak to us as well. Obviously, current WBA featherweight champion. He was there. Uh, he saw Kid Galahad get knocked out. Big fight for him against Michael Conlon coming up. We don't know where yet. Potentially, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Well, he's got a big following there with the Irish, of course. And uh, Conlon's taken an unusual route. He had that terrible decision um, at the Olympics in Rio. We, we know the, uh, the, if I can say, the finger salute afterwards. <laughs> you that can went say down. It. Bob Arum noticed it, signed him. And um, it's been a great rise for him so far. This is a great fight. Lee Wood's got very heavy hands, very mm. aggressive fighter. Had a brilliant performance against Can Shu, of course. Um, and uh, he's a very, very clever guy to, to be fighting right now because he's under the tutelage of Ben Davison, who's very smart, very clever with his fighters. Conlon is a terrific exponent in the ring, very clever boxer, um, knows his way around the ring, brilliant ring generalship. This is made for the bull against the matador, and I cannot wait for that contest. Yeah, and I just love the opportunity for Lee as well. I mean, Lee, it's been a long career. It's been, it's been at times a tough career, and you know, mm. you fight, and I don't want to get into someone's purse here, but he's going to get a huge amount of money for this one, life-changing money, and I'm just happy that he gets the opportunity. It's a world title as far as I'm concerned. It really is, because I don't know what's going on with Leo Santa Cruz and the WBA need to sort yeah. that nonsense out, but 
Uh, yeah. Great opportunity for him. Great opportunity for Michael Condon as well. So look, crack and fight, and that's what we want to see. We're getting it in our unboxing. We're finally getting the matchups we want. Another great matchup. We're going to speak to this man. We've not got one guest. We've got two guests for you this afternoon. Liam Williams is going to join us. He's got could be fight of the year against Chris Eubank Jr. If they both, you mentioned Matador versus the ball. I mean, this one's going to be brick versus brick. They're going to meet in the center of the ring and they're going to go for it. I can't wait for it. He's going to join us. That's a great fight, Gareth, as well. Yeah, look, it's the irresistible force against the immovable object. There you and go. There you go. It turns up. Yeah, it turns up and, 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 and he, it's just, look, styles make fights. And this is one of those stylistic matchups. That you, as soon as you heard that it was signed, I mean, I was speaking to Williams a couple of weeks ago and he was waiting for the uh, T's to be crossed and the I's to be dotted on the final contract for that. And it's brilliant that that's taking place. Uh, it's going to be, it, it, it can only deliver as a fight. It can only deliver thrills and excitement. Of course, Clarissa Shields uh, making her debut, British debut on that card as well. She's just signed, uh, they say, a seven figure deal, multi fight yeah, deal yeah. with Boxer and Sky Sports. That's terrific as well. She's up against uh, another formidable fighter, actually, from Eastern Europe in Emma Kozin. So, really looking forward to a brilliant end to the year, Addy. There are fights coming thick and fast in boxing and MMA right now. No, Yeah, 100%. Going back to the Clarissa Shields fight, um, just the kind of the birth now, and I always feel like it started again with female boxing, and this is no disrespect to the ladies that fought in the 90s and the, like, the Ann Wolfs of the world, for example. No disrespect to them, but I almost feel like since Katie Taylor kind of started, or, or at least turned pro, we're starting to see so many good girls now come out of the Olympics and you saw it with that Baumgartner. We saw it with Jamie Mitchell recently in that fight against Shannon Courtney. It's like the levels are changing so quick. It almost reminds me a bit of MMA, and obviously it's a sport yes. you covered as well, where the levels just jumped up so quick. And you're getting people yeah. that are training MMA rather than training an individual discipline. I feel like that's with the same with female boxing now. Yeah, exactly. The paradigm's shifting very, very quickly. Um, there, there's no... There, there, there's an acceleration mm. in in perhaps the standards that are, that are rising all the time. It's brilliant to see. It's absolutely thrilling. I thought Baumgardner, I thought Terry Harper looked off the pace against yeah. Baumgardner, yeah. looked very listless. It was a brilliant stoppage by Mark Lyons, the referee actually, by the way. He noticed straight away that, that Harper was knocked sideways and was clearly doing the chicken dance on her feet mm. um, and was, was really not... She needed to be protected from herself. He dived in, stopped those punches coming in. It was a brilliant stoppage but Baumgardner looked poised on point precision and and power at the end in that fourth round with that huge right hand a smaller woman as well um Terry Harper's going to take time I understand to, yeah. to really think about it but yeah a tremendous performance and like you say there'll be a lot of upsets yeah there, there will be um talking of upsets uh we mentioned MMA there didn't we uh Leon Edwards uh, another disappointing couple of weeks for Leon Edwards. Obviously, that fight against Jorge Masvidal, and he's been wanting that fight since that incident they had. I think it was at the O2 Arena, wasn't it? Backstage at the O2 Arena, what, nearly yep. what, three years ago now? Such a long yeah. time ago. Um, that fight's now off. Masvidal injured. Um, Leon Edwards now looks like he might sit it out, which I, I understand why he would do that if he's promised the Usman fight, but it feel like he just needs to stay busy, if I'm honest with you. Uh, what... Obviously, look, upset for Leon Edwards. If you were in his team, what would you do? Would you sit it out and wait? Or would you take another top 10 guy? What would you do? What, like a Kamzat Jimenez? Oh, God, I don't know about him. <laughs> we'll talk about that in detail. I don't know, I know. about him. It's a difficult one to, 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 to really pinpoint at the moment. Because, you know, like you say, sixth cancel fight in a year. It's very difficult. 
uh, for Leon Edwards. He's not a fashionable guy. He's not one of those guys who's got hundreds of thousands of social media followers and gets on there and, um, you know, really promotes himself. He's got a very low-key attitude to social media. Um, and, you know, that does really elevate people at the moment. Yeah. So um, I think he sets it out. I think he wants his fight with, with uh, Kamara Usman. I think it's obviously they fought before, but I'd like he's a he's a very very improved fighter, Leon Edwards, um, increment by increment. And I don't know, I wouldn't rush in. It's a shame because I think Jorge Masvidal, him as you say, the sucker punch in London. I was there that night. Asked the questions at the press conference. Was it assault? How did they deal with it? You know what? Because it it didn't happen within the remit of the yeah. Of, 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 it was you know. He stepped right. away from a post-fight interview to give him a slap and with his hands around his back, it was very unsporting. But, you know, Jorge is a street guy. He, he came up uh, fighting, you know, on, on the streets. Yeah. Those were his first fights organised in in multi-storey car parks around the back of McDonald's. And, you know, it, it, it was it, he's grown up in a very different street atmosphere, very proud man, and, and couldn't back down in that moment. Like you say, he was set up perfectly for a fight between those two. I was very, very excited. And Leon wanted to put the record straight, but do it in the octagon in the UFC. And uh, it's not going to happen for now. It's a real shame. Yeah, real shame. And you kind of wonder if ever is going to happen between those two. It needs to. So many still good fights in the welterweight division. We'll discuss those a bit later. All right, you're listening to find an extra on TalkSport 2 in partnership with DAZN. Remember, it's your boxing, your way, DAZN game change. Still to come, we will be joined by Liam Williams, head of his fight with Chris Eubank Jr. And we'll discuss what next for Britain's Leon Edwards in the UFC after his fight with Jorge Masvidal was cancelled, making it 6-6, by the way, cancellations in a year. But up next, we'll be speaking to Lee Wood. We'll get his take on Kid Galahad and talk about his upcoming fight. Big fight for him against Michael Conlon. on a fabulous performance. Marcus McDonald's having a look. As you can, he stopped it! Leeward has the night of his life here Fantastic. in the Madison Square Garden. What a victory. He embraces Ben Davison and his dreams have come true at fight camp. Good evening, you are listening to the final extra here on TalkSport 2. How good was that package, by the way? What, 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 who done that? Fantastic. Is it the work experience kid that done that? Wow, really good stuff there. Adil Adipo here with the great Gareth A. Davis. Now let's take a look back to the big fights uh, lined up this weekend in partnership with The Zone. Big Fight Review on TalkSport 2 with DAZN. Your boxing, your way. Download the DAZN app or visit DAZN.com. We are going to speak to WBA featherweight world champion Lee Wood in a couple of minutes. So hang on, it's coming. Before we do that, though, Gareth, um, I know that you spoke to Kid Galahad in the aftermath of that defeat on Sunday. Firstly, how is he? Because it was a couple of really heavy, heavy knockdowns, especially the second one where I know they went and bought oxygen in the ring as well. I saw his tweets and he is okay, but you would have spoken to him. How's he doing? And did he talk about plans for the rematch or what he wants to do in 2022? He did indeed, Eddie. Um, I spoke to him on Sunday afternoon, late Sunday afternoon. He'd uh, had a meeting on Sunday morning. He didn't go to hospital. Um, as you say, two massive right hands uh, knocked him out. Uh, well, he was hurt at the end of the fifth, knocked out uh, the first punch of six, that kind of winging right hand, almost like a bolo kind of come hook. Um, 
from Kiko Martinez, who who really really did the damage. Um, he'd, he'd met John and Dominic Ingle on Sunday morning. They'd had a talk through things. He felt well. He didn't go to hospital, but he said, "I feel absolutely devastated. I feel like I took my eye off the ball just for a split second, and this is what happens in boxing. And I won't be the first, and I won't be the last to this happens to." Um, and I think the the two salient things that he said to me were that. He wants the rematch mm. as soon as possible. Yeah. And he doesn't care where it goes either. And that might mean um, after this homecoming fight that went horribly wrong, of course, that he may go to Spain uh, to Kiko Martinez's native land uh, for the rematch. And of course, Eddie, Eddie Hearn, his promoter, um, has got Kerman Lejarraga, mm -hmm. who's a brilliant fighter. And he's also got Sandor Martin who's had a recent victory over Mikey Garcia. So they could easily put on a fantastic card um, with that burgeoning empire he's pushing out into Europe um, under his DAZN broadcast deal. So it wouldn't surprise me uh, to see that fight go to Spain. But uh, as Kid Galahad said, I want it as soon as possible and I'm prepared to go anywhere. And let's be fair to him. Up to that fifth round, and upsets do happen in boxing, he was literally delivering a masterclass. Yeah, it, it was it was almost easy work and it could have been over in the first round. I mean, there was a time when he had uh, Kiko in the neutral corner and he, he was unloading a couple of shots and Kiko's legs buckled. And I was like, okay, this is going to be an early night and, you know, the, the Payam fans aren't going to be too happy because they still want to see a scrap regardless of if their favourite wins or loses. Uh, there's been some criticism, small, but some pockets of people said maybe the fight should have been stopped after the first knockdown in the corner you're seeing Dominic Ingle give uh, Kid instructions. It looks like Kid's not even hearing those instructions, by the way, watching it back a few times. I think you still continue the fight. What's your thoughts, though, Gareth? Well, I mean, he, he was fine to go out there. He said, I felt a bit kind of um, uh, all over the place um, in between rounds. So I don't remember a lot of it. But the thing is, Dominic knows Barry yeah. incredibly well. He's known him since he was a young kid. And it was a world title defence. And it just showed the next round that maybe they should have pulled him out. But, mm. you know, they went through with it. He's not horribly hurt. Um, he's, he feels fine and he just wants to get back into the action. Mm. Final question with regards to Kid Galahad before we get Lee Wood on. Uh, the weight. Uh, every time I see him at the weigh-ins, he almost looks like he's about to give over Kid Galahad. I don't know how much weight he cuts on, on, on the day of the weigh-ins, but it looks like an incredible amount. Obviously, he does rehydrate, and he rehydrates very well up until the IBF limits, at least anyway. Um, is there, if he doesn't go for the rematch, and look, you're telling me he will, and it, it probably will be a case if he goes, should he be looking at going to Super Feather? Because he does look really, really drained at the weight every time I see him. You know, it's funny you say that. I tried to wrestle Kid Galahad on the, um, on the grounds of Matchroom uh, when they had their launch with DAZN, and he's a very strong hench. Very, mm. He's actually thicker set than, than you think. No, I think he's, he lives the life. He goes to bed early, doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't overeat. And he literally does live the life. And I, I just think he wants to get back. I don't think the weight was anything to do with it. I just think he got caught flush. And um, as he says, he took his eye off the ball. And as the man who's joining us knows, you cannot take your eye off the ball. And Lee Wood knows that very well. He's a man with his both eyes on all the balls juggling at the moment, I imagine. He certainly is. <laughs> uh, Lee, you were there. As, as Gareth said, you were watching that fight. You are working for the zone. Um, how shocked were you, Lee, in seeing that? Extremely shocked. Extremely. Um, I felt sorry for him. 
you know, he was um, completely bossing the fight, no problem. And I think that's where the problem was. He got a little bit complacent. He was finding it too easy. Um, Martinez took nothing away from him. That wasn't just a lucky shot. He, he, he sent about five straight right hands before that. Mm. One straight up right hand, then a little bit of a scuffle. Straight right, straight right, straight right. And the last one he threw, and he looped it round as Barry went to parry the straight right. You know, he did set it up. Um, and yeah, Barry probably did get complacent. Yeah, he, he certainly did. Lee, you know when you see a defeat like that, obviously, look, you've got your own work coming up against Michael Conlon, and we're going to talk about that. But do you almost sort of see a big payday just go down the drain? Because a lot of... Look, you guys have had back and forths, you and Kid Galahad. You know each other very, very well. And everyone was potentially looking at that as being the big British super fight in 2022. Do you, do you, do you allow yourself to even think that? Or do you think, no, I've got my own work to do. Let's not get complacent here. How, how, do, how does your brain work when you see a knockout like that? No, the money don't even come into my mind. Um, I'm sure that the last thing Barry's thinking about. He'd be mm. thinking... Uh, he might be slightly embarrassed. He might be thinking how fast he wants to bat. Uh, bounce back you know something to he's going to feel like he lost to someone that he can beat very easily and and that's probably where the like I said where the problem came um, for me I don't really think about that all I have to focus on is my next job in hand and the number one spot which at the minute is Navarre and it has mm. been for a numerous a year or two now so you know I'm focusing on the number one long term and I'm focused on my next fight in hand short term Brilliant stuff, and that is exactly the right attitude. But as Barry said to me on Sunday, Lee, I don't know if you heard that bit, he wants the rematch as soon as possible. He's very confident. He's devastated, of course, as you all are when you lose. You're devastated. It's like a grieving process, weirdly, isn't it? And he said, yeah. I'm prepared to go anywhere, which means he's, he's dealt with it mentally. And like, If he has to go to Spain to fight, so be it. He'll go to Spain to fight. He knows he can beat Kiko Martinez, I think. It, it's not like he got beaten up for several rounds. He got knocked out, as you say, by Kiko setting up a big right hand. They clearly worked on it in training camp. They'd seen a gap in the door there, hadn't they? As you say, he tried it six times and he knew it could come. And with someone like Kiko Martinez, we've seen him. We know he had six world title fights where he didn't win at featherweight. But the guy has a physicality, a hard head and a tenacity that you cannot take away. You guys are unique in that way. Let me ask you, how excited are you to fight Michael Conlon? This is a big fight. It could end up in Madison Square Garden. It's massive. Um, it's a big fight. I'm extremely excited. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to prove myself yet again because obviously I've still got critics. As, as I probably will for my whole career, when, you, when, you, when you've had two defeats, you know, you're always going to have critics and you're always going to get wrote off. And that's probably a blessing for me in my career going forward. Um, but like I said to a few people today, this is a big fight. Mm. But I come to this fight and I'm in a super fight. And that's my motivation. Yeah. How, how, how close is it all to being decided? We don't know the where yet, do we? We know it's happening. Do we have a date and do we have a where? Well, we're looking around March time. We're aiming for March time. It all depends on my shoulder, you know. Um, I recently had operation on my shoulder. Five weeks tomorrow it is to the bottom. Um, Aiming for March. I'm on track. Everything's going well. As long as I start punching around mid-December, that's with force and with weights perfectly, then um, we're on track. Destination-wise, you know, I would love it in Nottingham. I feel like I deserve a homecoming. Um, three titles, four titles, whatever it is, since I've boxed in Nottingham. Um, you know, I've built up a, a bigger following and I feel like they deserve a, a big night in Nottingham. The city needs it. But if I have to go to Madison Square Garden, which it looks like another front runner, then so be it. And hopefully that will set up a, a homecoming fight for myself in summer. Keep rival. I, I love Lee when you say, um, you know, get through this one, then a super fight. I think this is a super fight. If I'm honest with you, I think it really is a big fight between 
uh, the two right. of you. Um, you're fantastic. He, you know, he sells himself as well. He's fantastic. Your story is incredible. So is he's. And for me, that's kind of what makes a super fight. Um, has there any been word, any word at all, what's going on with the WBA situation? I thoroughly think you're the, you're the world champion. I'm not having this Leo Santa Cruz nonsense. You're the man that's in the division. What's going on? That's it. I mean, it's just the politics side of things. I don't even think, like, even my British title fight, I take the money out of the equation. I take the boat out of the equation. And I focus on my opponent. You know, that's my job. And then you look at his record, you look what he's done. And that that legit, legitimate legitimizes the, the, the fight for me. Um, but yeah, the politics side of things, um, I'm regular champion, if, if you want to say so. No, you're, not, you're, not, you're not. For three years, he's not boxed at the weight. He's boxed at the weight above and been beat. You know, it's, it is a bit farcical, but hopefully, you know, I think he needs to fight in December or they're going to strip him, whether they upgrade me or not, or put it on the line for the Conlon fight, either either, or some miracle he boxes at featherweight in December, which I can't see happening, then the winner of his will fight him next. So, um, Either either, I'm just happy to be getting the situation sorted because there shouldn't be that many belts in the way. It's just mm. a joke. In the fight, not just dogging out the WBA. WBC do franchise champions. From <laughs> silver, silver like, they need to sort it out. There should be one belt. And hopefully now um, we're, on the, we're on the right path to sorting it out. Lee, how, how involved are you? Um, I love the idea of it being in Nottingham, by the way, because we know what it's going to be like. Going back to the days of, presumably, is it the Ice Arena or Ice Arena? Yeah. Yeah, going back to those, I went there many times with Carl Frotch. He fought there several times. Nottingham's a fight town as well. Um, you can't park around there when there's an event on. It's so hard to get to. It's always packed. It's a raucous crowd. I'm sure you've got a massive following that want to come there. The, the whole of Gedling Village will be coming as well. Um, yeah. um, what, how, what, what's, do you get very involved in that? Are you involved in pushing that being in Nottingham rather than it being well, taken to Madison Square Garden? I'm doing what I can. I'm pushing what I can. I'm, um, I'm just getting everyone involved. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to use my following and, and the people of Nottingham to get behind it. Because the more demand there is, like anything in the world, if there's demand, it's going to happen. But um, I think the time of year, because the ice arena is just not big enough, I think it's 9,000 to the rafters. If you look at Madison Square Garden, it's 20,000. So that's revenue-wise. You know, it's been big. It's a big purse bid what they put in. They've got to get some money back. Um, so it's arena's probably not big enough. The city ground, which is obviously my dream fight, it has been for a long time. Um, would make the numbers work for the time of year. I don't know. This outside for the football, it's only a few more hours. I don't see why they can't, but um, you know, um, it's not down to me, it's not even down to Eddie. Eddie said, Look, it's down to the broadcasters. They sat on the fence because of the time zones being in America, the biggest audience is in the UK. So that's in my favor to get over here. Um, so it's down to the broadcasters and I just can't wait to see which way it's going to happen. I just want to get um, my, my mind set on where it's, where it's going to be. Mm. Uh, wait. Lee, final question. And look, really appreciate you coming on. Thank you very, very much. I know you just got out of the gym as well. What a time to be a featherweight, not just in this country, but in the world. I mean, you look at some of the names that are floating around and again, going back to that super fight conversation, they're all super fights, aren't they? I mean, Kid Galahad, if he gets his belt back, Josh Warrington, Gary Russell Jr. only fights once a year, but Gary Russell. You've got Ray Vargas that's come up from Super Bantam, Navarati. I mean, it's ridiculous. Literally, there are so many fights out there for you in 2022. Big, big fights as well. And look, I'm, I'm just happy to be a part of it. There's some some great names. Obviously, my my close friend Jordan Gill is fighting for the European yeah, title. Yeah, Domestically, there's Isaac, uh, Isaac Lowe fighting for the final eliminator for uh, Barry's Bolt. So when the winner of them will have to face them pretty much, well, if he wins his final eliminator, he's got a final eliminator, so the winner of them will have to fight, fight them pretty quick. 
um, yeah, it's great. Um, like I said, Gar- Gary Russell Jr. with the WBC, if he's still got it, he's, not, he's been a bit unactive. Um, it's, it's great. It's great. I'm glad to be a part of it. And just boxing. Boxing's booming as well. There's so many promoters. Um, and it's just great for the It's a fighter's market. Mm. So all these fighting against each other, which means bigger persons for us, more opportunities, opportunities for us, all these stadium fights, it, it's crazy. And, um, you know, it, I kind of feel like it's fell right. And uh, I'm just happy to be a part of it because three years ago, I think it was, I was scratching around. I couldn't get a fight. I was boxing on in Bingham Leisure Centre. And I really wanted a title fight. And I was going home. I was crying, crying myself to sleep sometimes. And, um, you know, I'm just happy to be. I'm going to make the most of it. Yeah, you certainly are. I saw the, I saw the bling bling on Saturday as well. So you're not crying to sleep anymore. Uh, Lee, really appreciate you coming on, my man. Thank you very, very much. Lee Wood, WBA featherweight champion there. Big fight coming up against Michael Condon. We don't know where and when yet, but it is coming up. So it's a look, good fight to look forward to in 2022. All right, you're listening to Find Extra on TalkSport 2. And that was a look ahead to the big fights this weekend. Thanks to Deserve. Remember, your boxing, your way, game change. Next, we're going to be talking to Liam Williams out of his big fight. And that's against Chris Eubank Jr. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And look at that. What has needed. And Liam Williams has indeed knocked him out. And the fight is all over. And Williams is going looking for him right here, right now. And he's down for a second time. Left hand puts him down on the seat of his pants. And what a performance from Liam Williams. You're listening to Final Extra on TalkSport 2 of myself, Andy Oladipo, and the great Gareth A. Davis. We go from one big guest to another big guest who's got a very big fight coming up at the Motor Point Arena in Cardiff, uh, Liam Williams versus Chris Eubank Jr. You know it's a big fight because you always wait for the reaction on social media when these fights get announced. And you're thinking, oh, what's the, what's the reaction? Everyone, thumbs up. Everyone. I didn't see one negative comment about this fight, and I can't wait for it. Um, I like it as well because Sky is going head-to-head with zone. Obviously, Dazona got out Ben versus Algeria on the same day. Yeah, 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 I really can't say which one I'm going to watch, Gunner. I can't really say it. Let's welcome in uh, Liam Williams now. Liam, really appreciate you coming on. I know you're having your dinner, aren't you? So you're doing this. Uh, you do two things at once you're doing right now, yeah? 
Yeah, well, you know, I wanted to make a bit of time for you guys, so um, top, know, top man, Liam. Top man. You know, me not makes me laugh. About, you know what makes me laugh, Liam, about this fight. I remember when uh, Chris Eubank Jr. did an interview. He might have been with Trish Dixon about a couple of years ago, maybe even less than that. And I remember Trish asking about you, like, what about Liam Williams? And Chris Eubank Jr.'s first words were, who? Don't know him. Never heard of him. Like, yeah. you know, and all of a sudden now, it's, the, it's one of the biggest fights we can make domestically. Um, that shows, I guess, your growth as well. Even though you're coming off a loss, it shows the growth that you've had in your sport, I think. Yeah, of course, mate. Um, but that, that that's just Chris Eubank for you. Um, he does them kind of things for for clout and just to make himself feel better or look better, whatever it may be. But um, we shared some rounds together going back like... It must have been as long as eight years ago. So um, mm. he, de he definitely knows who I am and um, he has done for a long time. It's just, as I said, that's the way he goes about his business and that's up to him. What do you make of him as a fighter? There's been a lot of people that are like, you know, when he stepped up, especially the George Groves one, he's lost and some people think of him as a bit one-dimensional, although obviously, you know, when he puts his hands together, I think he is a class operator. What do you make of him as a fighter? Do you know what, in terms of fighter... Uh, I haven't got a great deal of bad to say about him. I just think um, I think he is a good fighter. He's He has got a lot of strengths. He's very fit. Um, he puts his punches together very well. Um, he always, he's always in fantastic shape and whatnot. So I, I think it's I think it's, it's not going to be an easy fight, put it that way. But um, there are definitely things I picked up on which, which I feel like I can exploit and um, that would be the beating of him. Yeah, that's exactly what I was just about to say to you, Liam, that... Styles make fights always, don't they? And we're expecting an absolute thriller in this. He's a tenacious fighter. He likes to come forward. He's caught between styles a little bit at the moment with what we've seen anyway in the last couple of performances where he's trying to finish <coughs> Roy Jones Jr. aspect into his, into his game. Are you expecting him to draw him out of that and get him into a war, into a dogfight that will suit you? To be honest, you, I, I think once once the going gets tough for him, I think it's going to be a case of um, you'll always kind of revert back to what you know because you can't. They say you can't teach a old dog new tricks, and Chris Eubanks thirty two now. So my thought is, is he really going to be able to just just switch? You know, um, it's not going to be easy. I, I'm twenty nine, and I don't think I could go and. Um, somebody just turned me into a, a master boxer and you know technician or whatnot. You're always going to go back to what you know and what you're best at. So um, I just I just think after he, he might try and do that for a few rounds, but then I think he will go back to his old self. Liam, um, obviously last fight against Demetrius Andrade, obviously unlucky in that fight. You, you caused him some problems later on in the rounds. I think you probably watched it back and realized that as well. Um, what, what have you taken from from that defeat? I mean, does that? Does a defeat like that make you know, especially the performance in the second half of the fight, does it make you know that that's where you belong and that's where you're going to go back to if you beat Chris? Uh, do you take some positives from it? Yeah, definitely there's uh, there's positives to take away from it. You know, I've showed that I'm a world-level operator. You know, I competed with one of the best in the sport. Um, I pushed him for 12 rounds, so I know I've got a good 12 rounds in the tank, you know, and more. I had more to go, so... Um, I just kind of wish um, I put my foot on the gas a bit sooner in that fight, but, you know, hindsight's a beautiful thing and mm. it's pointless going back over here. Oh, I should have done this, I should have done that. I didn't. Yeah. And it's, it's as simple as that. It's point, 
pointless crying over spilt milk. I didn't do it, and and that's that. So I just need to swallow it now, don't I? And um, do you know what? It's, I've gained a lot of experience from it, but it's not about that right now. It's about me moving forward and taking positives from it. So um, I'm I'm really looking forward to this next one and showing uh, showing what I've got. You know. Um. Liam, it's going to be coming up to Christmas time when the fight takes place, December the 11th, Motor Point Arena, Cardiff. I have been there so many times. Gavin <laughs> Reese, Enzo Macronelli, Joe Calzaghi, Nathan Cleverly. It's going to be an amazing night for you with the whole of the valleys coming up to, to Cardiff, isn't it? Is, isn't that going to feel a bit special as well? Unbelievable, mate. Um, it's always something I've loved. Um, I've loved doing is fighting in Wales, fighting in Cardiff. It's amazing, but to be headlining, um, you know, against another big name as well, you know, is a big fight. Um, something people have been waiting on for a long time. So it's really, really exciting. And um, yeah, you know, I, I've boxed on undercards in um, in the Motor Point Arena before, and it's been unbelievable. I, I believe that, I believe the place is pretty much sold out already. Um, I've I've sold. Probably fifteen hundred tickets in the last forty-eight hours. Wow! Personally, from from my um, back, you know, back in Wales, my parents. So um, I don't think there's many tickets left at all. Everybody's crying out from and uh, my phone hasn't stopped ringing. But I'm done with all that. Now it's it's about me uh, beating Chris Eubank and forget selling tickets. Yeah. Oh, I've got tingles, Addy, thinking about what Liam, what I'd, what the atmosphere is going to be like in the arena on the night now and I know you're someone I'm sure you are someone that gets something extra out of you when there's that kind of atmosphere oh yeah 100% um, you know for sure there's no questions asked I think um, I think walking out to all them people in Cardiff is going to be tingling thinking about it it's going to be it's going to be a special night and um, my main job is just to go there and give everybody what they want but mainly come away with that win and you know push on in my career it all starts tomorrow doesn't it I mean obviously preparations have already started you're deep in camp and no doubt you're getting pushed through your paces but you see him tomorrow don't you it's the first press conference you're going to see him there probably will be a head to head there's going to be a face off you know he's going to be there chirping at you as well are you excited do you, do you, are you one of those fighters that really like press conferences or is it just a case of just ticking a box and, and we move on we just go back to camp and get the training finished yes um you know, so it's always it's not so much the press conference itself, which I get excited by. You know, once you have that first press conference for me, then then the fight becomes real. You've had the face off. You've had you know this. We've been head to head. We're speaking about it. It's it's happening. Um, a lot of the fights happen anyway. You, I, I can imagine you understand what I'm saying. Mm. You know, it all becomes real then once you've had the face off and stuff. So um, I'm looking forward to that. I don't know. Um, I don't know how it's going to go, but. You know, I'm keeping an open mind. I'm ready for anything. If if he wants to stick it on me, then I'll be ready to go. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, ready, I don't know if Addy's but, going, but I'm going to be there tomorrow. I cannot wait for this. It's, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good day. I believe we're going to do a gloves are off as well. It's all part of it, and it, it's exciting and makes it for a bigger fight. Yeah, it should be a great one. Uh, really appreciate you coming on, Liam. Um, it will be an exciting press conference as well. It really will be between those two. Great fight as well. And, and uh, happy that Liam gets the headline um, in Cardiff. Should be a great atmosphere at the motorboard. Always is. All right, you're listening to Final Extra on Tool Sport 2 in partnership with The Zone. Remember, it's your boxing, your way, The Zone game change. Next, 
We're going to turn our attention to the world of MMA and we're going to look ahead to a huge fight, huge fight this one, Terence Crawford versus Sean Porter. Good evening, you are listening to Final Extra here on TalkSport 2. Myself, Andy Oladipo, the great Gareth A. Davis as well. All right, uh, as we wrap the show, loads to talk about from the world of MMA. We are going to touch on uh, Terence Crawford versus Sean Porter this weekend as well. Massive fight, that one, um, for the WBO welterweight title. Uh, Terence Crawford's been begging for one of you, like the A-listers in the welterweight division. He gets one in Sean Porter, who we know always comes to fight. But, Gareth, I want to first talk about um, MMA in particular. Uh, let's focus on Leon Edwards. Um Unfortunately, that fight that we wanted, and it was, should have been a great fight as well against Jorge Masvidal, is off. Leon Edwards has tweeted out pretty much saying that he's going to, didn't, not in so many words, sit it out now and wait for the Usman fight, which will probably be sometime around April or May. Um, I asked you at the top, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I'm going to ask you again, should he not face a, a top 10 guy? He was going to face Hamzat twice. Hamzat's been asking and begging for the opportunity. Does he roll the dice with someone like that or, or does he sit it out because we know Dana doesn't really like fighters sitting it out does he no he doesn't he likes them to be ready as he says time and time again look for me um he deserves that he's, with six dropouts against him in the last 12 months I think he's in a position of strength in that sense Addy that uh, they will look kindly on him um I think Leon Edwards and Jorge Masvidal was a big earner for them. Um, mm. And I think it's, it's it's a travesty that obviously didn't take place. And um, it, it's wrong in many ways. And, and I think um, Leon Edwards needs an opportunity. Um, he's not been treated. He's, 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 the, he's, the, he's the ugly stepsister, in a sense, isn't he, of the division? Yeah. He hasn't got the fights that he truly deserved. Um he never wants to sit it out. He's not that kind of guy. But you never know when the UFC or their matchmakers are going to throw you a curveball. And they may say, as you mentioned just now, that he has to fight a Chimaev. It's a brilliant matchup again. But that kid looks like a future world champion. And, you know, at times, Leon's an unfashionable guy. And, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if the UFC did throw him under the bus but it'd be totally unjust. You know when you say the ugly stepsister, let's can we can we let's open this conversation a bit wider. Um we understand and I think Kobe's a good example of it. It's someone that, you know, wasn't really getting much love from the UFC, completely switched his persona and became this, you know, Donald Trump loving hat wearing, you know, he done that. We've seen Hamzat who all of a sudden is going, and it's probably not him, I don't know, but he's very vocal on social media. Mm. Um mm. Jorge Masvidal mm. turned into Street Jesus. Everyone's yeah. got this persona, right? Apart from Leon, should Leon, and I get it, fighters just fight, but you know there's a bit more that into this game than just doing that. Should Leon not have maybe tried to switch up the personality just a little bit? Well, he could do, but it's not natural for him. He's mm. a very quiet, very kind of um, brooding yeah. kind of uh, uh, fighter of Jamaican heritage, isn't he? We know the backstory of himself and his brother Fabian who fights in Bellator, of yeah. course, and um that they they grew up in a single shack um in Jamaica very tough upbringing till they were little kids and came over to the UK and it, it, it it's in his culture not mm. to be very outward in that way if someone else gets hold of his social media and they promote it um in a way that an agent does or an agency does or someone that's very clever with it Malky Carl was yeah, very clever yeah um and the Carl brothers have been very clever with Masvidal with John Jones um, in, in pushing the guys out there and saying look be like this be like that respond when you have to 
I was speaking to Michaela Mayer, the female boxer who won just a few weeks ago or a few days ago, and she has these little spurts on there, and it's almost like an alter ego. And some people can develop that. Look at Conor McGregor. He's, a, he's outstanding. Look at Floyd Mayweather. They've made millions and millions by being like that, by, by cultivating this kind of um, alter ego that is believable. Um, James Gallagher does it in Bellator as well. Um, so much so that when I, I was with James Krause last week, um, his new trainer, he said, I was wondering about taking him on because I, I've seen what he's like out there on social media. I wasn't sure whether he'd be a learner or not. He's, but I said, when I met him, I realized he was totally different. And it is a mirage. It's an illusion. But it, it, it all comes down to answer your question whether Leon is comfortable doing that. And I don't think he is, you know. Mm, maybe he isn't. Two people that certainly are are Chelsea Sonnen and Conor McGregor, mm. right? Two of the Probably two of the best speakers we've ever seen in MMA. I Honestly, both of them are fantastic. They've had a, a bit of a war of words. Conor's always ready to kind of throw down the battle of anyone that wants to go back and forth with him. What do you make of it? Look, it's not going to lead to anything, but it's interesting to see two of the best trash talkers in the world going at each other. Yeah, it's it's tr Twitter trash talk, isn't it? Instagram <laughs> trash talk, and it, and it is it's it's highly entertaining uh, for that genre, isn't it? You know, it's highly entertaining when people are on their journey home or they've got five minutes uh, break at work and they're having their coffee and they're having a little giggle over it. It's nothing more than a giggle. Chelsea Sonnen's a much much bigger human being than Conor McGregor. Um, they're both, you know, they've got incredible wit. Um, you know, the thing is with Conor McGregor, he's so clever in these moments. He he, he always has the le mot juste. He, it's like he's swallowed the Blarney stone at times with, with the way he's able to go out there and project himself. Um, Chael Sonnen's a very good friend of mine. Chael's probably sending him up more than anything because he's a little bit bored. Um, but yeah, we make nothing of it. I cannot see those two. Hang on a minute. I'm going to pause there. Yes, Maybe those two will fight one day in a celebrity matchup because you actually just don't know anymore, Eddie. <laughs> yeah. You never know in the crazy world of MMA or boxing nowadays. Uh, let's talk about a real fight, a fight that will happen this weekend, Crawford uh, versus Porter. A dog fight, right? This one should be a bit special. I say that, but I do think we're going to see a bit special from Terence Crawford, who's been waiting for one of the big boys, begging for one of those guys to cross the street and fight him. Finally, Sean Porter says, I will do. And I think he's going to put on a showcase of a performance here. I really do. And I expect Sean Porter, this might, big words here, but I expect Sean Porter to get stopped late. I'm saying, I'm putting it out there. I'm not sure about that. Um, I, I see where you're coming from. They're both 34. Um, you look at Sean Porter's resume. Incredible. He's fought better opponents over a longer period of time than Terence Crawford. And I know Crawford's, what is he, three or four in the in in the ring magazine pound for pound rankings one of i if you're listening the th the third or fourth best all-round boxer in the world at the moment mm. um still surprises I'm, me that but he's come up three weight divisions so yeah. so yeah. well to weight 147 pounds isn't his natural weight sean porter apart from the defeat to keith thurman um very close uh loss to kel brook uh, the Sheffield fighter six, seven years ago. Um, and I think all his losses have been very close, apart from uh, Thurman was brilliant that night. I think this is going to be a much closer fight than we think. I do think that Crawford will win out on points, but it's the last four uh, rounds of the fight and the two championship rounds that it may come down to. Um, look, Porter's rough, yep. tough, can brawl, can fight, can box. 
Crawford loves to switch. Natural southpaw. Mm. It's just an extraordinary elite matchup. They will never be better than they are right now. Undefeated Crawford, 37-0. It's one of those special fights. I ain't going to be sleeping on no, Saturday night. No, you're right. It, it's absolutely fantastic. And I guess with Errol Spence now back in training after the, his eye injury, I mean, you're hoping... and. And I'm probably dreaming here with the way boxing works. But now we've seen a fighter over from across the street fight, one fighter from across the street. You're hoping if Terence does come through, if he does come through, Errol in the summer, please. Please yeah. give us Errol in the summer. That's all I ask for. Gareth, it's been fantastic. It's been a really good special show. Uh, thanks to Liam Williams and thanks to Lee Wood as well. Uh, good luck to both of those guys in big fights coming up for Liam Williams against Chris Eubank Jr., Lee Wood against Michael Conlon. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for downloading our Fight Night Extra. Remember, we're back every single Tuesday for more great content. And if you miss us, make sure you subscribe to Fight Night to catch up on all our other episodes. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.